Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kibshabaz, the program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government doing an early Wednesday show for the podcast side, as yesterday was election day. Did you have fun? Um, It wasn't so much fun. It was, it was, it was a mission that needed to be done. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. So obviously we will we will unlike many shows that focus on the national race. We are state house happening, so we'll focus on things that affect us here at home. But one and, thing one thing I do want to say though, yes. um, uh when people talk about a red wave or a blue wave, it was what I said it was. It was cross currents. Right. It was like in the ocean, if you're in this current, you end up in the red wave, if you're in this current, you're in a blue wave. So they, they kind of sort of cancel each other out, which looks like for the most part. That's what they did. Well, yeah, so that so that's interesting because that happened even here in Indiana. And what happened here is uh, we'll get into all that because I think that's a great point. So let's start with the race that kind of everybody was focusing on, which is the Secretary of State's race. Now, as we're putting this together, there are still, oh, about 11% of the vote out. I freely admit I thought that Diego Morales being the worst statewide candidate the Republicans have ever run was bad enough that it would cause people who are normally the straight ticket voter to scratch their ballot and work through the ballot. And they may have voted all Republican except for that. But clearly the evidence is showing based on the fact that while that he got 54% of the vote as of right now, it could change a little bit, but most people are still just straight ticket voters in Indiana and straight ticket Republican. And I guess it doesn't it doesn't matter who you nominate on the Republican side. The message was we're straight ticket Republican voters. Well, what it, what it, what it tells me is uh, that 55, 40 is sort of the, the is the Republican Democrat sort of baseline. Yeah. So to speak, because uh, Diego got 55 percent. Desi Wells, 40 percent. Like I said, 11 percent of the vote is still out. Uh, Jeff Moore, about uh, six or seven percent uh, and some change. So that tells me that 55, 40 is the is if you're a Republican, that's what you walk in with. Yeah, you walk in with 55 percent of the vote. If you're a Democrat, you walk in with 40. Now, obviously, things like money, the political environment, and climate. Because I want to say, uh, had Destiny had more money and was able to blanket more ads on television and spend a little bit more time, like you mentioned, on the Secretary of State's race as opposed to some of the the, the social issues, we'd probably had a little bit of a of, of a different outcome. Well, so the, yeah, so this is what's interesting to me, and I, I feel like you know you and I have done this for a long time. You've done it longer than I have, but we got a pretty good reader, you know, reality of what's going on in and around the state. Here's Henry County. We had a mutual friend send me the tally on Henry County, and I, I think this is probably going to be true all across the state. So 
overall, Diego ends up with 8,213 votes total, 61%. Uh, Destiny Wells ends up with 3,889 votes, 29%. And Moore uh, ends up with 1,282 votes, 9.58%. And inside the WIBC listening area, I think that's, at least from a Moore perspective, that's pretty accurate. He got about 10%. He far eclipsed in our listening area where he did everywhere else. But if you extrapolate the straight ticket voter, 4,355, or not quite, but almost half of Diego's votes came from straight ticket. Compare and contrast that to 1,263 for... uh, uh, Destiny Wells, so that's she's right on par, twenty-two percent straight ticket. But more the Libertarian, thirty-five straight ticket votes, or 062 percent. If you take away the straight ticket voter, Jeff Moore ends up with like twenty-five percent of the vote of people who work through the ballot, and Diego doesn't any end up with anywhere near what he had. But the straight ticket vote, it's it just, it's like. Are people just that lazy? I mean, there's no way somebody walked in there going, what an uber-qualified person <laughs> Diego Morales is. What What am I missing here? I have never been a fan of straight-ticket voting, and, it's, and it's not, it has nothing to do with this election. I've been this way uh, for decades because I'm a firm believer that while, yes, you have the right to vote for whomever you want to in an election because that's the way our system works, you, you should at the very least go through and look at each race. For just a quick second, Again, I want to vote for Todd Young for U.S. Senate. I want to vote for this person, this person, this person. At least go through the go through the entire the entire ballot. Uh, otherwise, I, I I believe that straight ticket voting just encourages lazy voting, and the, the political parties they love it because it just makes sure. it easier easier for them. Sure, I mean you you think about the idea that Diego Mar- and and we we don't know all the totals yet. But it was straight ticket voting. I guarantee, if you look at people who worked through their ballot people who cross-voted, didn't vote in every race, whatever, the results look markedly different versus the people who just walked in there and said, I'm voting straight Republican. And you know as well as I do, there is zero chance that the overwhelming majority of people who straight-ticket Republican voted could name you every Republican that was even on their ballot, much less how they you know earned their vote. Exactly. Okay, so he uh, he being Diego, as we said, 54% right now. That is, and let's not confuse ourselves here, that is markedly lower than his other statewide counterparts. So, you know, for example, as of right now, Todd Young at 59%, uh, Tara Klutz, the state auditor, at 60%, Daniel Elliott, the state treasurer, at candidate at almost 61%. And total right now, Diego, about... 87,000 votes lower than, say, Daniel Elliott or, you know, well below that in terms of uh, when you compare him to Todd Young, over 100,000 votes below Todd Young. So there was an anti-Diego sentiment amongst the voters, especially, and we'll talk about it here when you compare it to how more the Libertarian did, but it's not nearly enough. Right, because once again, uh, advertising, uh, the the midterm elections that tend to favor the party uh, out of power, so you had a lot of lot of lot of sort of external factors working against uh, Destiny Wells. However, with that said, though, uh, I think I think it shows that Diego was a was a was was the weakest candidate out of the three, out of out of between Dan Elliott and Tara Klutz because he was also the lowest vote getter. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's of, it, it's not even close. No. Sorry. I mean, cut, cut you off. But you're right. It's it's not even close. Okay. So going on top of that, as we relate to Secretary of State's race, obviously the number of the Libertarians were looking at 
was 10%. That would have got them primary ballot access. I think they were going off a lot of how Rainwater did in 2020 with the 11.5% vote. And it is interesting. I was keeping track of the totals throughout the evening um, that when you look at how Moore did, he did very well and basically, and we won't know for sure yet, but he basically got the 10% inside the WIBC listing area. But all these other counties, I mean, like here, here's a great example. Hendricks County, 10.6%. Shelby County, 11.2%. Johnson County, 97 Morgan County, 10%. So he's basically there in our listening area. You're welcome. He got the Rob Kendall bump. <laughs> yeah, but but then let's compare it to say, uh, you know, Cass County, four point nine percent. Montgomery County, seven point eight percent. But you go way down here. Knox County, four point five percent. Gibson County, four point one percent. Sorry, we can't we can't inform the public down in Knox County what a terrible candidate Diego is. The Libertarians have got to figure out some way to run better a better statewide apparatus because without people in central indiana on wibc saying how awful diego was they were right where they normally are exactly uh and that's the other thing too is when you when you look at elections like this not only is it is it uh it's made about not only is it an organization but it's also raising the money uh to get your message out and i can assure you that my libertarian friends will be taking a look uh at those results in central indiana the people who, who are in the range of our of our antenna uh versus those who aren't they're like, hey, what do we need to do differently to, to get to to get to that 10% ballot access for next time. They might as well just, I mean, they pretty much, though, save for another instance where there is some sort of anomaly in the voting, COVID 2020, people have said about that. They're just that, right? I mean, isn't that just kind of what the libertarians are as a party that, look, let's face it, I mean, Jeff Moore is about the best they're going to do in terms of a statewide candidate. So short of an anomaly or getting an uber rich person, like a, their version of a Mike Braun or Trey Hollingsworth who can put, infinite amounts of their own money in dude you're just a four to five percent party um i would say for right now because you got to remember too uh both the democrats and republicans you started out as third parties well yeah <laughs> but i just i mean but then but then again they've also been around for more than 100 150 years and some change was too. it was it naive of me to underestimate the early the uh, the early i'm sorry the straight ticket voting because i really thought i thought okay you have people who are used to voting uh libertarian now they voted for rainwater the libertarians lived up to their end of the bargain which was more county parties more infrastructure a really good statewide candidate and more and you know it only do six percent or whatever the number is going to be now it's it could be as many as forty thousand additional votes from the libertarian secretary of state candidate in 2018 which that's more than half a lucas oil stadium that's a lot of people but in the grand scheme of things what they really do for you well by the end of the day though uh Political parties, whether Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, your 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 object is to grow and, and, they did. and, and, they did. and attract new voters. And I think Libertarians did that with Jeff Moore. Now, once again, now did you work successful? No, but in politics, it's it's like a glacier. It's very slow, yeah. slow moving. But when it recedes, you get Southern Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob Kendall, Abdul Gabe Shabazz's program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on within on with Indiana politics and government. We will get off uh, the Secretary of State race here. And talk, about the, talk about the Illinois governor's race. Well, <laughs> we are Indiana politics and government. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I, I have to say those uh, last night because you know I'm from Illinois, so I tend to follow Illinois yes. politics. I spent so much time in there. Uh, the the guy who was the Republican candidate was god awful horrible, oh. and he just got his ass kicked. And so I'm a very happy camper. Oh, right I see. Okay. Um, 
Well, before we do that, though, I want to Okay, wrap... I, I just had to get that out of my Perfect. system. Okay, Great. now we're good. Yes. No, that's fine. <laughs> now, now we're back to Hoosier politics. You, you are the co-host <laughs> on the show. Uh, that's that's totally fine. You can go wherever you'd like to go. The uh, Secretary of State's race. Okay, so the question on many people's mind is, what happens now? Because obviously, look, Diego is free to be fired by Todd Rokita, which he was. He was free to about to be fired by Charlie White before he quit, which he was. He's free to have uh, a major a group of major questions about his military record which he was he's free to spend almost forty four thousand dollars on a campaign car which he did apparently that did not matter to the voters the allegations against him related to improprieties didn't matter to the voter but there is an allegation out there that is not going away and he can spin it that it's leftist media fabrication whatever he wants that is not going to matter at all to the people who are about to look into this where are we with the allegation that Diego Morales cast an illegal vote based on where he took his homestead credit in 2018? Because that, to me, they have offered no explanation for that, and they, the people who are going to look into that aren't going to care at all about red wave, blue wave, straight ticket voting. They're going to look at the letter of the law. What's going on with that? Uh I'm basically looking at I'm I'm getting a little app on my phone. It's like an hourglass. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna set the hourglass for six months from now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's when I think uh, all this will, will come to a head. Uh, no, the, the I don't think people fully appreciate or fully understand the voter fraud allegations. I, I really don't think so. Um, well, no, I know I take that back. I think the establishment understands. Yeah. The voter fraud allegations. Yeah. Which is why I, I kind of jokingly say that if or slash when Diego Morales is indicted on voter fraud charges, and if and when he's found guilty, uh, they, they've already got somebody in mind. Oh, sure. To, to, to take that spot. Now, I, I now I kind of jokingly say it's Holly Sullivan because that's sort of the running joke <laughs> joke these days, which would be totally ironic because we just basically went you know spent a year, a year and a half going the long way, right? Going the going the long way around. Now we do, and you always say this: you're a man of the law. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And Diego may have a logical explanation for this, but here, and this is what is really interesting to me. And, you know, maybe we can get into this a little bit here. I keep asking this question to these people because people are doing the thing to me like, nah, 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 nah. And it's like, dude, my life doesn't change at all based on what happened yesterday. I'm still going to show up here. We're still going to have really good ratings. Uh, and that's my life, right? My job is to come here and talk. My life is not altered in any shape, form, or fashion by Diego Morales winning yesterday so if you think you're sticking it to me man that is not how my world operates i want good candidates i voted for the best candidate i supported the best candidate i'll continue to do that but these people who think there's some like nana then i call them the nana nana people it's like but you don't have an answer for this and just looking at me and going eat it kendall is not going to answer this question and the people who are going to look into this don't care about what party he is. They don't care about red waves. They're going to look at, why did you take a homestead credit in Marion County and vote in Plainfield? And not having an an nobody has an answer for this, including him. Well, that uh, nana, nana, nana thing that you just brought up here, it reminds me of the song they used to play at White Sox games. <laughs> na, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. Because I think they're forgetting that part too. Because once again... Voter fraud allegations are serious. And number two, if you're the chief election officer, yes. I mean, if if you can't appreciate the 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 iron, first of all, you can't appreciate the irony in all this. I can't I can't help you right anymore. Number one, 
Number two, I, I think at, at the end of the day, you're, you're, and, and I'm, I was trying to figure out, okay, what logical, rational explanation could Diego have for uh, right for, uh, be, be, for for doing what he did? Because there there is none from him yet, and his people don't have it, and his supporters don't have it, and that's why I just when you put that out there, it's like you you don't you don't get the seriousness of what this guy's been accused of. Right now, the thing is. Now, there's a, there's, a, there's a provision in the law, and Mario Masalami, who's a good friend of mine, who's the chairman of the Marion County, uh, Hamilton County Republican Party, uh, brought this up uh, last night on Wish TV uh, with Kip Two and Phil Sanchez, uh, basically saying that there's a provision in the law that allows you to vote in a place where you don't necessarily live as long as you're registered to vote in that one place. But there's, but there's a timing thing. It's one thing to vote in a primary. It's something to do it in a general. It, it, it was kind of weird. It, it, was, it, was a, it was a bit convoluted, but I see what my friend Mario was doing. I was like, if that's about the best you guys can do, and Mario's a really good criminal defense attorney, you guys are screwed. Well, eight and, ways until Sunday, and it doesn't look good that. And correct me if I'm wrong on this. As soon as 2018's over, he's back where he was before, right? I mean, this is not like, oh, it was just an error, and I just forever voted in Plainfield in my beautiful palatial Plainfield estate where I still live to this day. Well, actually, he got uh, sued for not paying his rent. <laughs> Well, that's on, on, on that on that Plainfield estate. Well, and that's the other point, right? Is that he didn't own a home there. No, he was renting he a was, home he there. Was, he, was, well, he, was, well, he was renting a home. Uh, shortly after the primary, didn't pay four months worth of rent because the rent was like eleven hundred bucks uh, a month. Didn't pay it. Got sued by the landlords, and then eventually he ended up paying it, and then they ended up settling. But once again, it's another Amel DeMarco shoe. Right. And the and the and the and the, and the white clause of Mel DeMarco's shoes. Yeah, and your straight ticket voting or whatever will not save Diego. What's gonna save Diego is if he followed the law and if he didn't, then as Charlie White found out, it doesn't matter what your position is. And it also doesn't help Diego that he spent a whole bunch of his time saying how much the people who he needs to save him, the establishment, saying how much they suck, and he's beholden to a bunch of people who hate the establishment. Exactly. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Bill Keep Shabazz, the program, State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Let's talk quickly about uh, one of the other statewide races that drew a lot of attention. Uh, Todd Young easily winning re-election over Tom McDermott. Now, I thought Young was going to win. I think you thought Young was going to win, too. I don't think it was going to be by this much. Uh, he actually did better than he did against Evan Bayh. So, I mean, basically, for all this bull crap about how the Republicans are mad about inflation and government spending and Biden this and Biden that, they don't get to do that anymore, right? Because, I mean, Todd Young is almost the highest, past six years, the highest spending senator in the entire U.S. Congress, <laughs> much less highest spend, spending Republican. We're done here with that, right? Nobody gets to call my show who voted for Todd Young and say, oh, this spending is totally out of control, right? Because they just voted for that. <laughs> well, that's one way to look at it. Uh, my thing on Todd Young is I think uh, people voted for Todd Young for one or two reasons. Number one, either, either you like Todd, uh, he's, he's a good guy, you agree with his policies, or you weren't necessarily voting for him, but you were voting for Republicans to keep the Senate. 
I think that was also part of the logic and rationale, because remember when we polled, about 25% of Republicans were undecided on uh, Todd Young earlier, uh, late late in the fall. So I think when people voted for Todd Young, it was A, it was because they liked the guy, but B, I think uh, a more important issue is they wanted Republicans to keep the U.S. Because remember what we said, when you, voted in the, when you vote in the U.S., unlike the Secretary said, we just voted for a candidate. Right. When you vote for the Senate, you're voting for two people. You're voting for the, the candidate as well as who wants to run the chamber. Uh McDermott. I mean, I, again, I, I usually feel like I have a pretty good instinct on politics. And I thought, man, with so many conservatives being mad at Todd Young, that you've got a real opportunity here to, one, the libertarian pick up a whole bunch of votes, and we'll get to that in a second. And two, if you're McDermott, if they're pulling away from Young, you don't necessarily have to get to 50 to win the election. But geez, thirty-seven point six percent. What a terrible candidate! Uh, once again, though, that's uh, sixty-five, thirty-five is sort of the 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 the, the sort of the, the baseline here. Because if you look at uh, the auditor and treasurer's office, that's what both those candidates got. Well, uh, they were like in the upper yeah. upper thirty. So that yeah. that that is sort of the new baseline when we take into account straight ticket voting here in the state of Indiana. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Is short of well, I thought Diego was worse than Murdoch, so maybe not. I don't. I don't even know what the standard is now. That, I mean, basically, if you're a Republican and you're in a year where it's you know a U.S. Senate race or the uh, governor or the uh, the president's on the ballot, you just basically can't lose if you get the nomination. For now, but once again, though, uh, eh, nothing, nothing, nothing lasts forever, so to speak. <laughs> That's kind of point number one. Uh, point number two to keep in mind is sometimes you can have a majority of, for example, take the the Indiana House representative, you can have a majority that's too big. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that 71, 72 is a bit much. They, If you ask people privately, they prefer like a 62, 63 type situation. And eventually that is that is going to happen. Because I want to say uh, Desi Scott Wells for a while was actually winning Hamilton County, which mm-hmm. is uh, ground zero of the Republican base. So you, you got to keep in mind Nothing lasts forever. Well, and and it didn't help the libertarians, and I think it actually hurt Jeff Moore, that James Siniak was a pretty weak top-of-the-ticket candidate. If he had done better, I think you could have got potentially more people to not straight-ticket vote. But Siniak just, and he's a very nice guy, and he's a young dude, and I hope he stays with it. But, man, he just didn't offer anything in terms of inspiration for people to have a compelling reason. Like, I felt Rainwater in 2020, even though he was a new candidate, you looked at him and you said, okay, this is a veteran. This guy's a good talker. He's in kind of an everyman. You know, he's out there hitting Holcomb. You, He gave people a reason to feel comfortable crossing over to vote. Cineac did not do that. I mean, that debate was a disaster. Right, because remember, when you're, when you're running against an incumbent, you got to convince two things. Number one, the incumbent is bad, and you shouldn't vote for the incumbent. Yeah. But number two, you got to give the people a reason to vote for yeah. you. And Cineac did not do that, uh, particularly in that debate. Yeah. Oh, I would like to point out, though, again, the power of this radio station. So Cineac ends up right now. There's still some votes out there, but 3.5% overall statewide. I'm going to read you the donut counties. Are you ready? Yeah. Hancock, 7.5. Shelby, 7.1. Johnson, 5.9. Morgan, 8.8. Hendricks, 6.5. Boone, 5.9. Hamilton, 4.5. Marion, 4.1. You're welcome. <laughs> You're going to be insufferable for at least a week, aren't you? I mean, <laughs> but, but again, it's just like, dude, come on, man. You got you, the Libertarian Party. It's like 
you gotta you gotta stand on your own a little bit, man. You can't depend on the radio station to save you. I mean, that's ridiculous. Exactly. And number two, uh, like I said, once again, you gotta have organization. You gotta have money. You gotta have the the media presence. And while Cindyac, you know, sort of sort of piggybacked on you know our airwaves here. That doesn't still you still got to have money you still got to have a message you still got to be able to reach out to those voters to convince them to vote for you yeah and and again most of that was me saying which Todd Young sucks and I mean it wasn't like we were saying oh James is the greatest candidate that ever lived uh, Rob Kittle Dula Kim Shabazz the program of State House Happenings your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government let's talk about Marion County and I got to say I'm very disappointed in this I'm not so sure I'm surprised because I think your polling that you did a couple about a month or so ago whenever that was told this story ryan mears wins 59 percent of the vote to jennifer uh, or to cinder cindy carrasco's 41 percent again it's just straight ticket regular you know business as usual no matter how bad things get in this in this county i mean i just i was i was uh very disappointed in that though i will i guess i would say not surprised because in a weird way the same thing that carried diego carried ryan mears in, in, a, in a way yes also too uh there was a certain number of straight ticket voters that switched over uh from uh ryan mears from voting for democrat to cindy carrasco just wasn't just wasn't enough uh to, to to get that done uh but i do think it was straight ticket voting that carried the day for both uh, republican diego morales as well as ryan mears so should Republicans just pack it up in Marion County? I mean, is are they just? I mean, she was a pretty good candidate. She was well funded. He was a disaster and on many fronts. And yet, I mean, not only did he win, it's not even close. Uh, she got funded. She was she was she was well funded uh, near the end, but not early on uh, in the beginning. Because when we polled, that's when uh, the numbers were were really low. They started to creep up a little bit uh, once and he got. Uh, got some money and got on television I, I still think republicans can win in marion county it's just a very very steep hill yeah and, and if you compare it to let's say the sheriff's race which is pretty non-controversial Forrestal, the democrat wins basically 64 percent of the vote so he underperformed that by about five percent most of these democrats kate sweeney bell uh 62%. So, I mean, that's pretty 62% of the Marion County recorder. So he's under between three and 5%. So she did better than others did, but I mean, just not anywhere near enough to, uh, to, to carry, to carry the day. And I mean, you got a mayoral race right around the corner and I know some people wink, wink, nod, nod. We're looking at this. That doesn't make you feel overly inspired to go. Yeah, I'm gonna run right out there and just uh, give up a year of my life to uh, get my brains beat in. It does give a responsible, thoughtful candidate room to <laughs> room, to, room to reconsider. Any other <laughs> takeaways from last night? Actually, here? there were two takeaways. Okay. Uh, Terry Austin, uh, Democratic State Representative up in Anderson. Yeah. She lost to a gentleman by the name of Kyle Pierce. Uh -huh. That district had been redrawn. And so, sort of, and sort of re-gerrymandered. Um, so Terry, uh, Terry Austin lost, and I still got to check on Michael Paul Hart and uh, Mitch uh, Gore. Uh, yeah, Mitch Gore uh, down in, the, in sort of the southern part, the southeastern part of uh, Marion County, because Michael Paul Hart was actually ahead by like 160 votes and some change uh, when I went to bed last night. So those two I got to check on because it, it, it was interesting that uh, Republicans may have picked up a seat in Marion County, but. Uh, Democrats maybe lost a seat up in the Anderson area. 
the U.S. House race, one I guess we should touch on because they had the Republicans had put a lot of effort into it. They thought it was close. Ended up not being all that close. Mervan does win that first congressional district, which is basically it is Lake County. I mean, I, is there there's maybe something there, else? There's Laporte and Porter County yeah. in there too. But I and mean, I want to say Jennifer Ruth Green actually won Laporte and Porter County by like fifty one forty nine. But Mervan won in Lake County like fifty six forty four, which is what got him to that fifty three forty seven at the end of the day. So, and she was about you know as good a candidate as you're going to find up there. So again, is it like the Republicans have essentially gerrymandered them seven su- super safe districts and two they just can't win? Um, I think I think they could probably win the first over time, but it just wasn't time yet. It hadn't changed enough. And then next year is going to be even more difficult because uh, not sorry not next year, but twenty twenty four will be, be more difficult because it's a presidential year. And real quick, before we go, we got about a minute left here. Carson again, 67%. Grabowski spent a lot of money, man. I mean, she was out there. She was on TV. She was more visual than most Republicans are in that district. But it's the seventh. I mean, you just can't. I mean, again, you just might as well fold it up. Well, whether, right? you move, whether you move it up or move it down, it's like playing Jenga. It doesn't matter. All right. Uh, well, we did our part. We came here. We covered the election. We uh, have analyzed the election I feel like, uh, you know, we've we've lived up to the expectations our audience has for us. And now the question is, uh, in 20 seconds left, or what are we talking about next week? Uh, organization Day. The legislature's back. Oh, uh, yeah! we got municipal elections next year. we got a ticket. We've got a property tax time oh, bomb yeah. that is coming. Okay, that is good, perfect. That good. is going to be god-awful horrible. Made, made me feel so much better. Thank you, my friend. Great job, as always. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul-Kim Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTYAbdul, at ATTYAbdul, and be sure to bookmark his very fabulous website, IndiePolitics.org, IndiePolitics.org. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show a 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.